welcome back uh and we are into another episode uh it's it's been crazy to see what god is doing in the midst of this pandemic with people around us seeing what's going on in people's lives um but really what i kind of want to talk about today and on the, on this episode is not feeling alone in the midst of, mm-hmm. of it all mm-hmm. um kind of going into some of the spiritual warfare um but really just not feeling alone like i think we often feel like we're going through certain situations or when we see god working and he's doing things um there's also stuff tragedy might strike or things are attacking our families and uh you know we were just talking about this that in the midst of the good things that were been going on we've had sicknesses around our family we've had family members that have called to say that uh we've got family members that are dealing with uh some addictions and stuff like that and so all of the, that being said uh I was telling you just recently before we got on here that one of the songs that come to my mind was Hillsong's uh, Another in the Fire. Yeah. And how God is with us in the midst of it all and how much he desires to be with us uh, and how how he surrounds us when we're going through it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not easy. This is, I feel like this is going to be a, a little heavier topic, but it's something that I felt like we felt like God really wanted us to share with, with other listeners is that whoever is listening to this, that it's, they're, they're not alone and they're not going through some of the struggles and some of the pain um, that they're dealing with. They're not alone in this. Mm. Uh, one of the things that I'll share this and I want to pass this over to you is that growing up, um, my early, uh, my college years and my early teenage years, I was, my, my mom, uh, was dealing with a lot of death in our family, mm. um, and this is my mom's a prayer warrior. I love like my mom, I love her to death, and uh, she's a prayer warrior and, and was going through. But in the midst of all that, she was dealing with family members that were dying, and going through that, all she kept feeling was, "Why me? Why am I going through this?" And I said, I kept telling her, "I was like, you're not alone in this." Mm. I was like, "What? How do we feel? Like you know, Jesus." dealt with this he had people dying around him Mm -hmm. he had people they loved dying around him but we're not alone in this but yeah it's so heavy and it's so and it hurts um so just kind of really wanted to talk about this was how do we deal with that how do we how do we deal with feeling alone in the midst of the 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 suffering and the pain yeah yeah i think it's it's so interesting too how, you know, I, I think back to Genesis and how Adam, you know, told the Lord, he's like, man, I'm lonely. Like, mm-hmm. I feel alone. Like, and the Lord provides Eve. Uh, you know, he says a helper, you know, to help him. And he doesn't feel alone anymore, you know. Um, and, you know, I think... There's a show I believe I believe it's called Alone, mm-hmm. um, and it talks about uh, you know these contestants they go out into the wilderness and they see how long they can survive by themselves. 
as a, as a singleton, if you will. Um, and there's a guy that wins one of the seasons, and at the very end, you know, he's flying away in the helicopter, and they're kind of interviewing him as he's flying away. It's, you know, dramatic and everything. Yeah. And he says something to the effect of, I'm just so convinced that we're meant to be with other people. And the hardest thing for me to battle was being alone. And, you know, he also talked about how being pulled away from his, you know, quote unquote situation, he really reflected on what was important. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, how the, his family and his kids and all these people meant so much to him. And it helped him kind of realign where his priorities should be. Um, and I kind of want you to talk about, and I want to send this back to you, um, maybe some of the experiences that you've been going through um, and how, quite frankly, you felt alone mm-hmm. in some of those things um, and how you've also seen the Lord show up for you. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to let you take it and, and tell us about that, dude. Yeah, man. Wow. Uh just uh you know like I said there there was some stuff that has been going on um at, at work that has definitely uh I can tell that God has made God has made his presence known um there was a lot of good things uh, that have been going on at work um where I've had numerous opportunities to share just with uh, other co-workers. We've had conversations and just being able to just talk, you know, freely really about God and uh, talk about our lives and where God, what God's doing. But in the midst of that, I think there was things that were also going on just where they're wrestling with things and they've got stuff going on around their, their lives. And it, it just seems like... Uh, one thing after another, we've had some tragedies that have happened around at work, mm. and it's rocked people's faith, rocked people's uh, their what they really truly have believed, um, not understanding why things have happened. Um, there's been people that have been dealing with that. There's uh, even at for me, it's been. I have have family members that have been dealing with some addictions, um, dealing with some uh, some deep down issues, and as they're facing these things, um, you and I have talked about this because you have the, you've had some of this too, and I, we've had some other friends that have been. But like I'm mentally just drained mm. with the battle of praying for them daily. Um, Physically, it's, it's funny because it's, I look at this and I go, physically, I've been, I've probably felt better than I've ever had in the sense of getting up in the mornings, I'm getting up early, I get up 4.30, 5 o'clock, and, you know, I'm ending my day 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock with the kids and stuff and putting them to bed. But I feel so exhausted. Yeah. I feel so tired. Um, and there's some, been some moments where I, I and I, told, I was telling you this, is that even in these past eight, nine months, I felt so close to God that there's been moments where I've felt that it's just been um, like a dry season. And it's just been little bits and pieces where it was like, I'm like, God, you know, where are you? And I know he's there, but 
but then it's like, okay, what are you, what, what, what am I dealing with right now? Why am I, why am I facing this? Why am I dealing with this? And so what it brings to me, it brings to my mind is, uh, with right early on, when you look in scriptures, Jesus was in the, uh, Jesus was getting baptized, right? He gets baptized by John the Baptist and after he gets baptized by John the Baptist, he immediately goes in the wilderness. It says the spirit led him into the wilderness. And I think that's something to really think about within our, our lives is when good things are happening, it's, and it's, it's weird to say that because it's like, well, why would the spirit lead him to the wilderness? And I think that's something to look at within our life is that when the good things are happening, being baptized, when we're seeing the spirit work, uh, we're seeing or we're professing our faith and who we are, that when we do that, that the Spirit's also going to help test our faith and, and make it stronger. You know, that's that the reason why. So, And I don't think it's by coincidence that when you look in Scripture and you see the account of, of Jesus after he gets uh, baptized and he goes in the wilderness, that he's tested by, you know, uh, tempted by Satan. And I look at that and go, how often do we find ourselves in that when good things are happening that immediately we face some struggles and we feel alone. Like Jesus was alone out in the wilderness and the only thing he had to do, you know, he had was to be able to rely on his father and to rely on, on God. And I think that's something to really think about for us is that even after we profess our faith, even after we do those good things and, you know, Jesus had made those he immediately then said, hey, I still got to be with the Father. The, the, the fact is, is I cannot be who I am without being with the Father. And I think there's moments and seasons in our, and that we feel there are, is like wilderness. And, it's, and temptations come along the way. And uh, that's how I think for me, like uh, just recently, like that's how I've been feeling. Mm. And it's you can go when we're facing those temptations or those trials like you can go left or right you can make a decision and what that decision does will affect everything else you know and i've been prayerfully to say that you know god has protected me through those but what it's done is it's made me totally again continue to rely on him in there because there's been days where i've 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 needed to just straight up rely on his strength and um you know there's there's times where we go, uh, and you probably felt this is when you, when you're physically just you're like I can't go anymore. And there was some parts, you know, within the last couple of weeks where I'm like mentally I just felt like I couldn't go anymore. And I was like God, I need you to just help bring give me the strength. I you know I'm coming home, spending time with my kids. I need to not show them that that I'm exhausting them. And and God continued just to reveal Himself like, hey, yep, I've got you. This is who I am. And he's continuously revealed himself through these situations. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's when we really talk about it, like, we're not alone. Mm. But in that alone time, or the feeling of being alone, God really is pointing us back to he's right there with us mm. in the midst of it. Yeah. And it seems like you know, when it rains, it pours, right? Right. And and I don't necessarily know if that's like a, 
you know, just part of being human, which is, that's just how we process things, you know, like, oh, one bad thing happens, now everything's happening, you know, um, and, you know, it's just amazing to me that we are so quick when things go bad to focus on how awful it is, but it's amazing to me, I think about things that I've prayed for, things that have gone really well in my life, how quickly I will forget. Mm-hmm about how good it is and you know it's just a reminder to me that emotions and feelings are so fleeting yeah you know and I think as as people we get caught up in that sometimes you know I I was telling my wife the other day I said you know one thing I'm trying to work on is being a man of biblical principles and not operate off of emotions and feelings and I think you know a lot of times you know, when, when darkness strikes, you know, or tragedy hits, um, obviously grieving is a process that has to happen. I'm not saying that, but it's also something we need to be reminded of that if we are people of faith, that we don't, we believe that we are going to a place far greater than where we currently reside Mm -hmm. and hold on to that promise you know, yeah. and 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 do our very very best to live according to that promise. You know, and and live day to day with joy and with peace, and you know, and and all these things because we know that our God's got us. Mm-hmm. Um, and quite frankly, you know, we're down here, you know, doing doing our thing, and you get caught up in life. You mm-hmm. do, and you know, I. People, have, I've heard this said many times, and I and I truly believe this is, this is accurate. That you know, people say that when you lose your parents, it's one of the most, you know, uh, real things in your life where things start to just seem so uh, mortal, if you will, you know, so fleshly. You know, because in your mind, as a kid, your parents are always there. Yeah. You know, and I just love the. The fact that, you know, we do have a Heavenly Father who is always there for us, no matter what happens. Um, you know, and, and, and knowing just some of the hardship that you're going through and some of the things that you're dealing with, um, you know, faith is so real, you know, because watching somebody like you who's able to, to push through it and get through yeah. it could only be done if you had faith. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, it hurts my soul and my spirit when I see people who have dealt with some dark things and haven't made it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so apparent that they were dealing with darkness. Um, and so I just bring that up because I kind of want you to talk about what you think for people who may be dealing with depression, people who may be dealing with this worst case scenario alone, you know, loneliness. Yeah. And people who are dealing with what feels like tragedy that's beyond bear. Mm-hmm. You know, they they feel like they're in despair. Yeah. Can you kind of speak to that as far as, you know, having somebody who has dealt with these kind of things? Yeah. Um, it's it's never hard. Or it's never easy. I should say it's never easy to. 
sit there and process the things that are going on around you to say why you know why why is these things happening yeah. there's this isn't um, you know I've like we said we've had conversations with people that have dealt with suicide or have people that we know that are close to us that have talked about potentially wanting to commit suicide I, I've had um, family members that have talked it I've dealt with yeah two or three family members that have directly have came out and said I've thought about it and I said you know the thing is is um, I think what we get caught up in really thinking is it's the I will say it this way: is a suicide or that depression is a selfish is selfish mm. in nature, and because of a fallen world that we live in, it does. That's oftentimes what we we default to. Mm. It's selfish in nature, um, but we all do it. We all have those depressive thoughts. We have those things, and it's selfish, and we do have those things. But what I think we don't we don't do, or we don't often do, is we say in the midst of all these things and things that we're going through, why not me? Why not allow me to go through that? Because you've, God has prepared me for this. Yeah. Or because of, especially as Christians, and that's one of the biggest things I ha- I've always had is, as Christians, I go and I say, why not allow me to go through this because I'm, I'm strong enough to deal with this? And when I say, well, some people say, well, I'm not strong enough to deal with it. Yeah, not, not alone. But with God, we are strong enough with that. And I think that's something to, to take into consideration is we often look at that and we say, well, why did, why did that happen to happen? Why did that have to happen to my family member? Why does my family member have to be sick? Why do I have to face dealing with taking care of my family member? Why do I have to not be able to do the things that I want to because I've got to take care of them now? Um, no, well, now I can't go to school. I can't do the things that I want to. Well, I have kids and I was left alone now with, with these kids. How do I, you know, I didn't expect my spouse to pass away. How do I deal with all that stuff? And I think what we have to do is say, well, why not you? What can, what can God do? And it's not easy. That's a not easy conversation to have mm. with ourselves. It's not easy to even say, God used me in the midst of this. God used me because of this. Um, but say, why not? Um, we, I've talked to, I think, believe on a podcast before, but we were talking, my wife and I had dealt with, uh, with two miscarriages mm. in our, in our lives. And, in dealing with that, um, at first we were just like, well, why? Why us? Why do we have to go through this? When we're seeing friends of ours right around us having kids left and right, we're like, man, you know, it seems so easy, but so difficult for us. Why? Um, and what was crazy about it is in our prayer, in our time, of going through that and the pain and the anger that we went through, some of the things that I talked with my uh, my wife was, well, why not us? Why can't we be used through this? Mm-hmm. And because of that, 
And because I think for our prayer of saying, saying why not us, my wife has had a, a handful of conversations with people and that that door has opened, you know, that pain and that tragedy that we went through had opened doors for conversations that she has had and relationships that she has, has now um, to where she can speak life into into them and speak life, uh, you know, of what, what God wants to do in their lives and helping them see that God, God wants to use them. And so I look at that and go with all of the things that uh, where people are at in in their life is to really you have to I, and I really feel this way and not everybody feels that way but you really have to ask that say God well why not me and use me through this and that's the, one of the hardest things to to say um, even in the in the midst of feeling that depressed state I've been there where I felt not necessarily to where I one day in my life, but where I've been really depressed and, and some things. And I said, God, you're bigger than this situation, so help me through this. And it's not often easy to say, say that, but you have to be able to be deliberate and to be to that point where you say, God, help me through this. It's only you and your power that can do this. Let me, let me ask you this. Um, thanks for sharing that, by the way. Yeah. Um, you know, I've I have had moments where, and one that pops into my mind is when I was driving <clears throat> in my car a, a little while back, and I remember screaming at God, just alone in my car, driving down the street, just screaming at the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I was just frustrated. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on that? You know, because I think I think about the scripture, and it says, "If you truly seek me, you will find me." Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that in those moments of of hurt and pain, when you are crying out to the Lord, um, it, it seems to me that he he wants to draw close to us in those moments. Has that been your experience? Yeah, yeah, I would definitely. Man, it's, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think about, uh, I think about the story of Hagar, um, in the wilderness and, or as she was, you know, going out with her son and she had, had her son, um. And she texts me and going, just why is this, why is this going on? But God heard her prayer, heard her cry out. Mm. And that's how I immediately, I have definitely had those moments. And when you're asking me, like, what do I think about that? Is I think that God hears us. He does. He hears us cry out. He hears us in those deep, in those, in those uh, moments. Um, I think he also hears us in those not even when we're not crying out, but he does. He does hear us. Um, but let me take it to to this. How many times have we, as you know, as parents, our kids when they go, all we hear is mom, mom, dad, dad, yeah. and they're just saying it, we. And I'm not saying God's like this, but it's like we we kind of. We're, they're constantly asking us for stuff, so right. we just they just we drown it out, right? right? 
So the way I look at it, and I guess the way I, I, I see this, and I don't think it's wrong to, to really feel this, but I'm really trying to humanize the situation, is that um, there's something different, though, if you hear your kids screaming and you hear them crying out mm. for you in the middle of the night and you hearing them over a monitor or you can hear them above a monitor you hear them down screaming down the hall you're running towards them mm. and saying what do you need mm. and you're helping them and nothing else matters at that time whether you were asleep whether what, what was going on you don't you're worried about their safety and their their health and what's going on right. and i think that's, that's something to really think about that I have not at one, and really I would say uh, anybody that I've ever approached Christians that have really talked to this, when they really have cried out to God in that desperate desperation, did they ever not feel peace mm. of crying out in that desperation? And I could be wrong, and some of our listeners may say, hey, I've cried out and I've not heard that. And I think... I think we have to look at that and say, have we really cried out? Mm. We cry out often to be like, okay, I put myself in this predicament. Like my kids put themselves in a situation. But if we don't really look at it and go, no, like that's not what God cares. God he will come to you and run to you and make sure you're, you're okay. And are you willing to just cry out and say, I don't know what happened, but God help me. Mm. That's that deep down, when we're talking about depression and suicide, is that um, as long as we continue to try to hold and control, the parent, like even though we were talking about that, the, the analogy of that with the parents, like us as parents with our kids, if our kids still try to control, control the situation, nothing can get resolved. If I have a, you know, a screaming kid because he's having a bad dream, he or she is having a bad dream, and I'm constantly trying to console them, but they're not willing to to wake up from that. And them personally having to say, okay, mom, dad, you're here to help me. Then I can't help them. And I think that's something we have to look at with, with this whole situation with God is that we have to say, God wants to help us, but we have to be willing to help ourselves and say, God, I give this all to you right. because I can't do it. And I think that's where we have to look at it with this whole being not alone is we're not alone in, in things, but we have to do our part. And our part simply is just saying, I cannot do, do this alone. And I'm willing to not try to control everything. That's good. That's really good. I want to hit on one little thing and then, uh, and then we'll wrap it up. But, you know, I as I process this as well, and I'll let you have final thoughts on this too, but um, I think oftentimes when tragedy hits and despair hits and we deal with these sort of things, I think that we oftentimes focus solely on what we lost and we abandon what we have. And, you know, I sometimes think about even the, the prodigal son comes to mind mm -hmm. where, you know, he leaves. Yeah. Um, but the father still has his son, mm -hmm. his other son, and he spends time with that son, you know. And I think about when tragedy has struck and will will strike, right, because we're still doing this life, that 
I want to be focused, not to say that I won't grieve, not to say that I won't process those things, but I want to be mindful and prayerful about not neglecting what I still have and what still needs me. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times in, you know, like you said, in, in these times of suicide or, or things like that, we get selfish and we forget who may actually need us. Yeah. Um, and and I, for our listeners, if you're a parent and you have any of these thoughts, keep in mind your children need you. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think about my boys and I know in my very soul that they need me. And that alone brings me back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes we just need to be reminded that what we've been given, we have to put our time and energy into. Yeah. And they need us. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we leave it with this, is that if you're, if you're dealing with these thoughts and not necessarily saying suicidal thoughts but you're in a depressive state uh, you're dealing with with loneliness and so that I think the, the number one thing we say is give to God really truly give to God but I also say find other believers to get around and you have to be open to say hey I, this is what I'm facing right now and you know we've had some friends that have shared that with us mm. and Find yourself into that and saying, I'm willing to make some changes. And if that means I have to remove certain things that are going to vice, that are going to be a vice to bring me back to that, then I, I need to remove those things. Whether that's crazy sounds, and we've talked about it within our 168, but video games, whether that's uh, alcohol or dinner, you know, things that we're doing, TV, that brings us back to those things, remove it. Um, the, those times that we're, we feel like we're going to be alone, remove it. Um, I think that's a big, a big thing. Um, but getting around other believers. So like I said, ident- uh, giving it to God, identifying that you do that. And it's okay to talk about it. Right. It's okay to, to talk about it. Whether you're a guy, you know, a soldier dealing with this, married, single, um, you know, being a spouse, and having to deal with this, you know, I think sometimes our spouses, there's there's times in their lives where there's like I can't keep on doing this anymore, right. and I think um, it's talking to your spouse and saying, "Hey, I need help. Give me and help me with this." Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just reaching out um, and doing that. But uh, yeah, like we said to our listeners, it's it's a tough topic. Yeah. It's a tough topic, and you know, for us even here, uh, we would definitely want to encourage you uh, to our listeners that uh, you know you can reach out to us. Uh, they're here. Leave a comment. Um, we'll reach out to you. Whatever. Um, but we don't want anybody to ever feel alone. Um, there's people that desire to to spend you know time with you, and uh, God truly does love you and care about you.